Welcome to Power Up, a podcast show hosted by Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio that brings life to some of the stories on Power Electronics technologies and products featured on PowerElectronicsNews.com and through other as Pencor Media publications. In this show, you'll hear both engineers and executives discuss news, challenges, and opportunities for power electronics in markets such as automotive, industrial, and consumer. Here is your host, Editor-in-Chief of PowerElectronicsNews.com and EEWeb.com, Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this new episode of Power Up. Today, we will talk about uh, position sensors for electric motors. Position sensors can be an integral part of the motor commutation control loops for several types of electrical motors. The motor control algorithm sets the currents through the coils and the timing of those currents. The angle of applied field has to be in quadrature to the rotor's field direction for maximum efficiency. Position sensors can be required for application positioning. Take, for, for example, a critical smart valve. The position sensor ensures a correct position of the valve independently from its motor position. Another example is a robot arm where the servo motor accurately set a joint. In this podcast with Alessandro Mangioni, Senior Regional Marketing Manager in EMEA for the Advanced Solution Group at Onsemi, we will analyze different aspects of rotary position sensors. Alessandro will give us different aspects to include and design rotary position sensors correctly. Let's talk with Alessandro. Hi Alessandro, thanks a lot for being here. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Uh, how about you? I'm fine, thank you. So where are you located, Alessandro? So I'm located in uh, Munich. So grew up in Monza Good. close to Milan, but uh, now living in Munich. Good. So today we should talk about uh, position sensors for electric motors. But before starting, before sharing my first question with you, tell us, uh, tell Power Electronics uh, community more about you. Tell uh, your background. Thanks, Mauricio. So, and then uh, hello to everyone. So, uh, as a brief introduction, so I just already say, uh, I grew up in Monza, close to Milan, and now I'm living in, uh, in Munich. Uh, I get an industrial technical school degree with a specializ- uh, specialization in electronic, in electrical, and I'm in the semiconductor industry since uh, 2003. So I start as an application engineer for DC-DC converter, and then uh, I'm the marketing since uh, 2006. And uh, my background, so considering my staff, studies and career is mainly analog and power. I'm working in on SEMI since 2017, and I'm responsible for the MEA region for the marketing across our advanced solution groups in, in OSEMI. Thank you. Thank you, Alessandro. So let's start with this topic, uh, in particular, inductive position sensors that are an alternative method to optical and magnetic encoders for measuring rotational uh, position. So which are the benefits of these uh, sensors? Maybe uh, please do some uh, examples. And uh, so I understand that you uh, have a new approach for high-speed industrial applications. So traditional, we should use uh, a single approach. You are using, you use two coils. So tell us more about that. That's correct. So 
let's say the main characteristics are related to the sensor components. Just to give an example, so optical sensor utilize metal and glass, so which requires a specialized process. So dedicated electronics for op- optical is also strictly required. Then we have the magnetic sensor. So as per name, they utilize, uh, utilize a magnetically polarized rotor. So this means uh, that uh, an integrated all effect sensor is mandatory for a proper behavior. On the other side, an inductive sensor, so which we are going to talk today, and no matter if a dual or single coil, uh, use only a PCB and a single uh, IC solution. So what does means practically at primary difference? For example, inductive encoders get a sig- uh, signaling from uh, the whole coil surface uh, on the board instead of just a single reference point like a magnetic or optical encoder does. Uh, this is primarily what makes them uh, more robust than the others. You also correctly point out that our solution uses two coil sets instead of one. So this is really important to highlight because uh, that uh, uh, is how we get such high accuracy and absolute encoding. On top of uh, inductive uh, coupling is not sensitive to line of uh, sight disruption or electromagnetic uh, interferences. So this means that consequentially, the NCS 32100, so which is the device we are talking today, is designed specifically for industrial application and is completely immune to temperature, vibration, uh, and contaminants. So this is uh, making it uh, the right approach for uh, such uh, critical application. Well, let's talk more about uh, the structure, the layout of uh, NCS 32100. So, um, correct me, it has an internal oscillator for driving the primary sensor excitation coil, as well as uh, the demolition uh, circuit for receiving the inductively coupled sensor signals, but others, I guess. So, which are the main correct. features? Correct. So, the NCS32100 requires, uh, and this is also quite important, a minimal number of external components to function as a system. Uh, this is uh, comprised of uh, bypass capacitor for the supply pin, uh, tuning capacitor for the LC oscillator pins, which is embedded, as you mentioned, and external sensor coil connected to the LC oscillator pin and the receiver pins. Um, the excitation coil, so which is connected, uh, so you can see in the diagram between the LC1 pin to the LC2 pin, uh, is used to provide the excitation field, so which creates the eddy currents into the rotor coils. Uh, the eddy currents in the rotary inductively couple to the receiver coil to induct, induce uh, voltage uh, that are completely proportional to the position of uh, the rotor, so which is a very close in proximity. On top, we have two 12-bit ADCs digitize the demulation signal. So these signals, uh, um, these digital values are then passed to the DSP block, so which is internal and also is quite important so, uh, for the processing. Position and speed information are then passed from the digital block to the internal MCU, which is also quite unique here. Uh, the digital position and the velocity data is then sent out to the data pins, uh, which are made uh, available for an external drive circuit, for example, like an RS485 uh, driver. And on top, the protocol and timing for the commands and the data of the pins are defined by the internal MCU firmware. Good. So, um, you said uh, a minimum external components. Uh, so, I back in, in a bit with uh, 
uh, a question about this uh, this one. But uh, before that, uh, which are the the benefits for for the market of this uh, this solution? So there is an embedded uh, processor. So uh, there is a default firmware. So it's a plug and play, and maybe. Uh, please correct me. It's important also to, to have a firmware when you are doing calibrations for uh, specific applications such as industrial uh, and, and others. Absolutely. So, and this is uh, what the device can offer. So the internal MCU allows for the addition of several features defined by the MCU firmware. So this also increases the flexibility of the NCS3200. The embedded MCU firmware is ultimately responsible for defining the output protocol and the timing. Uh, once the data is available in MCU, it can be manipulated by the firmware for output. For example, possibility for additional feature included, which but are not limited to, are, for example, flexible protocol. So the internal MCU firmware can be um, uh, written the MCU firmware to recognize and end a specific error. So the MCU has access to register in the digital control block, so including the calibration coefficient and the gain setting of the coil drivers. The MCU can be programmed to monitor the gain setting to detect if the sense of signal strength is too weak or too strong on the other way around, which is indic indicative of uh, a sensor coil failure, for example. Uh, the MCU could also be programmed uh, to report error of unexpected position reading based on the current speed. We can also have the battery voltage monitoring. So the MCU is equipped with an internal ADC. One of the ADC input channels is internally connected to a divider down by Round three uh, version of uh, the battery voltage. So this uh, uh, allows the MCU to digitize the monitor uh, and monitor the battery voltage if the battery is connected. So can, the user can program the MCU to report the battery voltage, report error if the battery voltage, for example, falls because acceptable levers. We also have temperature monitoring. So the MCU uh, can report uh, its own die temperature. So the MCU can be programmed to report the internal temperature if uh, desired. And as uh, you correctly point out, so the NCS3200 is loaded with the reference design firmware by default, so which probably handles the configuration during the setup. So this is also one really important. This is why it's plug and play. So the NCS3200, the default firmware contains uh, a self-calibration routine that allows for calibration independent of a reference. Calibration can be initiated by a master or by a command. Uh, the device can also deliver raw samples that allow for external calibration, for example, with a reference encoder. But in any case, we perform some tests and shows that a recalibration is absolutely not necessary to maintain the high accuracy, so plus minus 50 arcosecond or even less, if a proper eccentropy and air gap is maintained from the center. Uh, the reference design firmness include also the calibration routine and the method for a secondary calibration, which allowing the cancellation of the 360 degrees rotation single period fundamental or low spatial uh, uh, frequency error. Good. So NCS 32100 uh, device would offer, uh, according to your uh, documentation, high performance efficiency in terms of position sensors. But how do you how did you achieve that? Because there is a lot of uh, engineering 
in particular integration uh, between uh, so analog and digital uh, uh, layout so you you say that with the minimum external components that is uh, this important Exactly. So we're talking about uh, today's around uh, 12, but it, we can squeeze down to seven uh, components, which most of them are only uh, um, signal components or bypass capacitor. Uh, to reply to your question, so the outstanding performance, uh, of course, is compared to existing inductor solution has been achieved thanks to this dual inductive nature of the sensor, uh, which is supported by our product with one device, to handle all the eight channels associated with this type of sensor. Uh, we introduced this new uh, dual inductive technology for industrial application. Uh, considering that we have already three patent issues and four pendings on this device, so due to that, I cannot go too much in details here, but the capability to manage eight channels with only one device and the better MCU and the DSP allows uh, very integration between the analog and digital. So, and then uh, the NCS3200 to achieve such high performance precision with absolute encoding. Good, good, thank you. So Alessandro, we are uh, in conclusion, just uh, the last one. Um, how do you see um, this uh, solution uh, uh, in the market? Which are your uh, expectations? So next uh, application, next reference design that you will uh, give uh, available for your uh, community, challenges, and so on. Okay, let's say the summarizing. So the NCS4200 was specifically designed for industrial application. So the device uh, is specifically designed to compete with medium to high accuracy optical encoders. Uh, it can replace magnetic encoders, but its accuracy is generally overkill for those applications, no? because we also need to compare uh, performance versus uh, uh, price. So other solutions on the market today have a significant trade-offs in one or more of the following areas. For example, accuracy, reliability, cost, uh, maximum speed, uh, or, or size, even size. For example, High accuracy encoders typically come at high cost. High speed encoder typically sacrifices the accuracy. The NCS4200 is different because it, it has an integrated, high configurable, simple and easy to use solution that offers very high accuracy. So maximum plus minus 50 arcosecond at high speed. So the maximum accuracy you can have up to 6000 RPM. Uh, with high reliability, so because it's not sensitive to temperature, vibration, and contaminants, like, for example, the optical. It can support high speed. The device can run up to 100,000 RPM with a reduced uh, accuracy. Uh, it can be used with various sensor design and PCB size. So the integration uh, the NCS3200 offers can reduce the number of uh, other components needed. Uh, integrate solution includes the internal MCU, firmware, and self calibration. Uh, and also the output of the NCS3200 is the digital absolute position ready to be used at the system level already. So it does not require, for example, to chip or an external MCU like some competitive uh, solution. So you can, you can get a really absolute position with 50 arcosecond of accuracy using a single NCS4200. Uh, regarding reference design support, uh, we are uh, uh, working on this. If you can get in contact with our webpage of uh, this device, uh, you will find out uh, all the reference design, application note, evaluation board available. So everything you need uh, to start with this device. Wonderful. 
Thank you. Thanks for this uh, great talking about uh, position sensor and uh, stay in touch. Thank you, Alessandro, Thanks, for your uh, time. Thanks for the opportunity to be here. Thanks a lot. Bye. That brings us to the end of this episode. Stay tuned with more news and technical aspects about power electronics. If you are listening to this on the podcast page at eetimes.com or powerelectronicsnews.com, links to articles on topics we have discussed are shown in this page. Power Up is brought to you by Aspencore Media. The host is Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio and the producer is James Eid. Thank you everyone for listening. See you next episode. Stay tuned.